Welcome back to the Press Rewind Prince Eric's podcast. I'm your host, Jason Brenninger, and we are about to dive into the second half of the 1976 demo podcast recordings. So these are two episodes that I'm recording to cover a handful of songs that Prince wrote and recorded in 1976. Actually, we don't know when he wrote them, but you know what I mean. He recorded them in 1976 in uh, the basement of the Bernadette Anderson home, the mother of Prince's high school friend, Andre Anderson, who we know better as Andre Simone. So these are songs that, um, you know, were really rough around the edges. You know, the sound is very raw. The lyrics have probably not been worked on a ton, overthought, definitely haven't had any, likely, unlikely had any outside influences or outside help. Not that Prince really enlisted a lot of outside help for his uh, recordings anyway, and for his songwriting and lyric writing, but nevertheless, these are songs that I think are worth touching on because they they give a glimpse into uh, Prince's creative space as a very young 17, 18-year-old man, Uh, not even technically an adult, potentially, when some of these songs were written and recorded, so, you know, I think... um, his precocious nature as a songwriter comes out in some of these songs and the maturity the maturity that he would have to bring to his forthcoming recordings when he would become um, you know signed to warner brothers he was going to have to put music out there that that showed a bit more maturity while he was still playing off of the you know the the benefits of his age a t- potential teenage heartthrob and Child Prodigy still didn't want to be writing bubblegum pop either. Uh, He wasn't, you know, 10-year-old Michael Jackson or little Stevie Wonder writing songs and talking about childhood experiences. These are, you know, more mature themes. The last episode I did Don't You Want to Ride, which was a very, you know, sexually driven song, uh, the penthouse form letter set to music, as uh, Zachary Hoskins coined it. I Spend My Time Loving You is a song that expresses, uh, you know, a, a more mature feeling of love, how love can change you, love can change you for the better or for the worse, in this case, in this song. I think I think love changed the the narrator for the better, and that's what the lyrics conveyed in that song, I Spend My Time Loving You wasn't a, like a puppy dog look at love. It was more of a, a mature look at how love can um, transform somebody from some, someone who looks internally and, and um, maybe has thoughts of their place in the world and turns it outwardly towards the person who they're with. So the songs that I'm going to be covering on this episode are Leaving for New York, Nightingale and Rock Me Lover. So starting things off with Leaving for New York, this is a mostly piano-based song. So Prince kind of shoes the the guitar-based uh, rock songs and ballads that he was that he had been uh, working on from a demo perspective. So Leaving for New York, there's apparently two versions of the song that have been recorded. There's the the home demo version 
from 1976, and then there's potentially a version that was recorded later that same year at, at um, Moon Sound Studios in Minneapolis with Chris Moon. I guess maybe the thought process was this was going to be a potential song to make a demo tape from, something that Prince could shop around to different record labels and uh, maybe showcase some of his talents outside of just guitar playing, since it is very piano-based. And uh, it does tell a story, which I think Prince songs that tell a story always seem to appeal to me personally, whether or not they appeal to record executives in 1976, I'm not sure. But uh, I think that this was one of the stronger songs from these home demo recordings that apparently um, both Prince and Chris Moon decided to record again in a higher quality studio. But I have not heard that version. I have not seen that version circulating anywhere. So the version that we're going to be talking about uh, on this episode is the demo version from early 1976. lyrics to this song are sitting there on the purple lawn you've been there since dawn wondering why I've gone and for just too long sorry you gave in to me, giving up your virginity. You're so afraid that you will be so alone away from me. I said I'd never leave you, this is something that I must do, but I never will forget you unless you forget to come into my dream. So the very first line of the song is sitting there on the purple lawn, and I think that's been kind of highlighted and cited as probably the first recorded reference to the color purple. Of course, this did not make the final configuration of any Prince album, so In many ways, you can't really count it as Prince's first reference to Purple, but in some ways you can, because the song we know was recorded much earlier than any other, you know, song that he had made for his officially released albums. So, you know, Purple was a a color that Prince had gravitated towards, you know, very early on, like in his teen years, for whatever reason, and I'm I'm not exactly sure why. I think we'd have to find some more evidence or maybe some anecdotal 
discussions or anecdotal stories about Prince and the color purple coming from people who knew him as a child and as a teen. In these uh, first few verses of the song, you know, he's talking about leaving somebody, leaving a lover, leaving a girlfriend, and, you know, feeling kind of bad about it, remorse for it, maybe because, I mean, he says in the second verse, you're sorry you gave in to me giving up your virginity. So I think he expresses a little bit of regret for the fact that, you know, he convinced this girl to give up her virginity to him, but then whether or not they had talked about making it last forever through marriage or making a more long-lasting relationship after the sexual encounter. I don't know. I think we can uh, interpret that to be a few different things, but the fact that he's breaking up with her to leave, to go to New York, and after she had given up her virginity to him, he I guess he feels some, like I said, some remorse about that. Though I said I never leave you, this is something that I must do. So again, he's feeling remorse and kind of re- wishes that things were different, but he's also very compelled to continue on his journey to New York City. Of course, that begs the question, why? What's in New York? Prince was a Minneapolis boy, born and raised, lived his, uh, up until this time, up his entire life in the state of Minnesota, And I think, you know, for a lot of us who were born and raised in the Midwest, New York City represented something special. And and for artistic types, musicians and artists and actors, and New York City was the place to go, go. It was the place where you could go to try to make it. And if you could make it in New York City, the thought is you could make it anywhere. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. That is that is the belief. When you're New York City is the biggest city in the United States and it's a it's a cultural epicenter for the for the world. It's one of many, but it's definitely one of them. People all over the world know this city and know its uh, its place when it comes to art. So Prince wanted to believe the smallish confines of his city, Minneapolis where he knew people and like, you know, had as a very small cultural footprint in the United States in the seventies. So making it big in Minneapolis wasn't really making it big. I think to make it big, you had to go to New York city. And that's kind of what you have to um, interpret this song to mean. I mean, at least that's how I interpret it. leaving for New York in the morning, but I'm leaving behind a love extraordinaire. But I'm taking with me the memories of when we made love and all the other love and feeling that we shared.
You'll overcome that misery, pass up life's complexity. Picturing your love around me only adds to your agony. Undisturbed by the rain, your pain must be too strong. And even though you wait in vain, you wait for me no matter how, how long. So the song isn't really about his journey to New York. It isn't about what he's going to do once he gets there. It's really about how leaving for New York has completely turned his relationship inside out. A girl that he loves... A girl that he has had a sexual relationship with. A girl that he believes loves him in return. I mean, he keeps saying things like, Your pain must be too strong. And you wait for me no matter how long. You're going to be so afraid and so alone when I leave. You know, that, that those are the kind of things that he's expressing in this song. So it's more about that. It's about act of leaving and, and and what that means to the people or for the people that you leave behind I think it's just more interesting because of the fact that uh, Prince wrote this song before he had ever really left Minnesota for any significant time at all if if at all and you know, this he kind of looks at it as like this is my journey So I'm going to write a song about how that's going to affect potentially people that I leave, loved ones that I leave behind here in Minnesota. Uh, Later that year, in the fall of 1976, he would actually leave for New York City. By that time, he had recorded his his real demo tape, you know, the actual songs at Moonsound Studios that he was going to use to show his talent, not these home recordings. But the idea of leaving for New York was still a a reality in his mind, even though he had not done it yet. It wasn't actualized. I'm leaving for New York in the morning, but I'm leaving behind a love extraordinaire. But I'm taking with me the memories of when we made love and all the other love and feeling that we shared. Also can be looked at as a, a statement about his not only leaving a potential lover, whether or not this was made up or reflected a reality. But also, you know, like I said, leaving family and friends, leaving his former band behind. This was something he was doing alone. His recruitment by Chris Moon wasn't for the band Grand Central. It was for Prince. And his journey was about to begin. And uh, that journey first took him to New York. Next, I'm going to be covering a song called Nightingale. Prince returns to the guitar for Nightingale and, you know, leaves the piano from uh, leaving for New York behind. This is a a real kind of basic 
multi-tracked vocal harmony guitar songs. It has a very kind of soft rock, 70s pop, soft rock radio sound to it. There's no evidence of any funk or blues in this track. Not that, you know, he was really able to do that too much with some of these um, demos. But the the song is very, um, I would say, a little bit melodramatic at times with its lyrics. And he's using potentially metaphors, but also just potentially a very straightforward song. I, I think it's maybe a little bit over, open to interpretation. lyrics are nightingale every night in the rain i hear your voice calling out my name you take away all my pain different than me I feel the same blues come with the rain Serving time for a crime that wasn't mine. And I'll just sew. I could not go wrong. I just could not go wrong. Gentle bars, I rejoice, all alone with the rain. These prison walls are very small, but you're so all the cause of pain. Thank you. 
Nightingale, where are you? The sun is here. When I'm not feeling so blue, where, oh where, are you? Nightingale. So the nightingale is, of course, a bird. It's a reference to a bird. And this is a bird that is known for its beautiful song. Not naturally found in the Western Hemisphere. I didn't. I didn't know that. I I looked it up, <laughs> and I found that it's it's a it's a bird that's more commonly found in Europe, and uh, I think maybe Northern Africa, but nevertheless, it's not in the Western Hemisphere, and definitely not in the United States. But it is a bird that has been used historically in a lot of art. There's um, a Russian opera that goes by the name of Nightingale. From a musical perspective, the 70s were filled with Nightingale-related songs. <laughs> there was a Carol King song called Nightingale. These all came out before 1976, by the way. So Carol King had a Nightingale song. The Eagles recorded a song called Nightingale. Roxy Music had a song called Nightingale. So Nightingale was a seemingly popular song topic in the 70s. You know, I mean, Prince was a listener of other music and other other genres, and living in Minneapolis, he didn't have a lot of access to necessarily black music stations, so you like who would have heard Carole King, the Eagles, or maybe even Roxy Music on the local radio stations in Minneapolis in the 70s. So it's, it's certainly possible that he was inspired a little bit by the songs that they had written with the same title. Maybe they don't have this, any of the same themes or even sound the same, but the title itself. Now, first, when I, I listened to the song and I read through the lyrics, I thought Nightingale was maybe a metaphor. Um, maybe a metaphor for a person or something that protagonist or the subject of the song to look forward to. He uses also another metaphor here. He uses the word prison, serving time for a crime that wasn't mine, and gentle bars rejoice all alone, all alone with the rain. These prison walls are very small, but you're so all the cause of pain. So I wasn't really sure exactly how to interpret this at first. I don't know if it was a song about a prisoner and how maybe... You know, you get the imagery of somebody who's in prison and doesn't have a lot to look forward to. The days kind of just all blend together, not much going on. And he uses this inspiring songbird to help him through his painful existence in prison. Nightingale, every night in the rain, I hear your voice calling out my name. You take away all my pain. Then I thought maybe it could have been just a, the prison could have just been a, a metaphor for loneliness. So, like, he's kind of imprisoned in his own lonely existence, and the Nightingale was there to literally keep him company? Um, it's an interesting song, I guess, from that perspective. You know, is the Nightingale a metaphor for hope? Or does it represent a lover left behind? The Nightingale says his voice, and, you know, he hears his voice being called out by the nightingale. Well, also, could it be somebody that he left behind, kind of like in leaving for New York, and he hears his his lover's voice through the nightingale's song? 
I don't know. I think this, again, the song is pretty abstract and certainly open for interpretation. Um, I'd be curious what other people think. Do they think it's literally a song about a person in prison who kind of um, latches on to this this songbird, the nightingale, to help him get through the, the lonely days and nights in prison? Is prison a metaphor for loneliness? Do you, do you buy that? And the nightingale is just, again, another beacon of light for this person? Or is uh, this person kind of missing his his lover that he's left behind and the nightingale reminds him of her. I, I don't know. Can't be certain, but I think, uh, the fact that a song written by a 17 or 18 year old in 1976 is causing me to scratch my head and, and wonder where he's headed with these lyrics. I think it speaks for itself in terms of its complexity and its uh, maturity. So good job. And the last song that I'll be covering on this episode for the 1976 demos is a song uh, typically called Rock Me Lover. That's based off of what he says in the, what we'll call the chorus. This is, uh, I guess, more similar in theme to the Don't You Want to Ride song that I did on the last episode. Prince is singing about more of a, a sexual encounter that he experiences. And in this one, kind of like in the beginning of Don't You Want to Ride, where it seemed like the woman was going to take, be the, or be the aggressor, or be the, the dominant one in this sexual relationship or encounter. But then Prince flipped it. Uh, and this song in Rock Me Lover, he, you know, he basically continues to stay in the submissive uh, stance with this woman. Baby girl, you've been gone so very long. Baby girl, I'm beginning to miss your sexy sound. What did you do to me? You got me so sad now. I'm a junkie, mama. Get it up before I die. Won't you rock me, lover? Let me feel your heat up next to mine. Won't you rock me, lover? Lover, won't you rock me one more time? Thank you. 
Hey baby, I say your love is sweeter than wine. Hey baby, I'm so doggone glad that you're mine. When we get down, it's so cool that I scream. I've done around. Lover, you sure know how to cream. So he's, you know, he's using some words and language here that is certainly boundary pushing, I guess, for the time. Obviously not so much anymore, but scream and cream is a pretty obvious rhyme when you're talking about female pleasure female arousal but in this song you know he calls himself a junkie <laughs> you know and he's, he's begging her to rock him again rock me lover let me feel your heat up next to mine once you rock me one more time so she's turned him out in this song is what i'm getting and she's been gone, so apparently he's missing her, and he's kind of hoping that she'll return to rock him one more time. And rock him sexually, obviously, but I think, um, you know, he's he's open to it. He's open to being rocked. He's not like, let me do you, or come back so I can pleasure you one more time. He wants to... You know, he wants to be taken, taken control of and taken care of, sexually. <laughs> drink too much all it takes is just a little taste i'm a volcano mama whenever you get down on my kiss let me come some fire 115 degrees baby take me higher Won't you rock me, please? Won't you rock me, baby? Let me feel your heat up next to mine. Won't you rock me, baby? Baby, won't you rock me one more time? Yeah, it's not its not nearly as descriptive or ex pseudo-explicit as Don't You Want to Ride, but, you know, it's a sex song maybe in the way, like on his debut album, um, Soft and Wet, mining some similar territory there. It's, it's, you know, it's a funky little jam. There's It's really lightweight. There's not much to it. Even the lyrics, there's not much to it here. Your love is sweeter than wine. And then later on he says, don't drink too much. All it takes is just a little taste, you know. So he's certainly uh, wanting her to be clear-headed <laughs> when she comes back to rock him. He doesn't, he doesn't want a drunken mess trying to, to rock his world again. Especially if it's going to be the last time. He wants it to be, you know, the most memorable version of whatever sexual encounter that they had had before. He wants that again, but it may be even better. 
uh, but certainly not worse. So, you know, keep in mind these are all demos. You know, final songs, if he was ever able to or wanted to finalize these, he might have changed the lyrics a little bit to some or all of them between the demo phase and the final track phase. So it's it's something you have to keep in mind with these. To call them songs is maybe a stretch, but I felt like I, I wanted to do... I wanted to cover these songs because, first of all, I, I, I dig them. You know, I mean, they're not masterpieces, but I dig listening to somebody so young and with so much talent trying to figure out what kind of a songwriter he's going to be and what kind of themes he's going to sing about. Uh, with these five tracks, you know, we've got we got a couple of them that veer into the sexual territory, one that is definitely more of a braggadocious song versus one where he's just uh, missing the kind of connection that he had with this other person, the sexual chemistry, so to speak, I guess, would be uh, one way to put it. So he misses the sexual chemistry in one, and he really feels like he knocked it out of the park in the other, but both of them are more of a relationship-slash-sex songs. You've got more of an abstract song in Nightingale where the theme could be loneliness, the theme could be lost love, the setting could be prison, the setting could just be somebody's bedroom. It's really open to interpretation more than I think any of these other songs are. You have uh, I Spend My Time Loving You, which is a really kind of beautiful ballad, an expression of love but not necessarily taking it down the sexual path that the two songs that I already cited did. And then Leaving for New York is, it's a song about the, you know, the, the, the main character leaving town and, and who he's leaving behind and how that's going to affect her. And also the feelings that he has about leaving her behind as well. And, um, you know, the, the history behind leaving for New York potentially is what makes that a little more fascinating than the rest, but I like all five of them, uh, varying degrees, but all five of them are, are jams as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, if if Prince was my next-door neighbor and I heard this music coming out of his basement in 1976, I would have been definitely digging it and uh, would have been pretty damn impressed with, uh, you know, the, the quality of musicianship, the quality of the the lyrics considering his age considering his inexperience of writing songs on his own and hopefully you guys can sense that as well and if you've never heard these songs before hopefully you, you dig them too or thought that there was a, a worthwhile journey back into 1976 but uh i think i'll wrap it up here next i'll be covering songs that were recorded slightly later that were more professionally done at Moonsound Studios or even Sound 80 Studios in preparation for For You and to also make sure that he had some quality material that was going to get noticed by potential uh, record label um, heads that uh, or A&R people that were looking for the next big thing. So 
Thanks again for listening. This has been the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. You can find the show at PressRewind.net. You can find the show at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and we've got a Discord. And if you um, really enjoy the show and you want to show your appreciation for for the show and for what I do, I do have a Patreon that you can access through my blog, PressRewind.net. Thank you very much, and until next time, goodbye.